0: This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. I have, as my guest today, a very famous bricklayer. This bricklayer has become famous in so many different avenues of the entertainment world that uh, I think his story should be rather interesting. Now, how many bricklayers do you know that have become producers, directors, actors, choreographers, wonderful fathers, very nice husbands, very charming men, internationally known? Hi, Gene Kelly. Hi,
1: Lucy, and thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I found out you were a bricklayer. Well, I'll
1: tell you the story about me being a bricklayer. My uh, senior year in high school, I had earned some tuition to go to college. Yes. So I I helped uh, uh, in building construction. One of my jobs was carrying bricks. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Somehow or another, it it pleased everybody to put this in every biography that's that's ever been written, but I only only did it a few months.
0: Well, that's enough. The fact that you were a bricklayer or a dishwasher or anything when you first start in this world uh, is certainly commendable and certainly something to be talked about. And one of the real reasons for that right now is that a lot of young people don't think that they should do anything like that. And I think they're very wrong. I think that when we start out in this life, we should... uh, Recognize opportunity no matter what form it is. And uh, a lot of kids have just uh, given that all up. They don't want to start from scratch and take anything and try to do it well no matter what.
1: Also, I think a lot of kids uh, uh, never learn that work can be a joy. I I, ah, I, so I right. always
0: thought work was, was
1: the greatest joy I have. I miss working. and When I'm working hard, I believe I'm... I'm as happy as any other time. It's You've been happier. working since
0: you were very young, Jean.
1: Yes, I worked my way through college. And, what college? Uh, University of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I, I studied to be a lawyer, but uh, ah. to work my way through, through school, I gave dancing lessons and began to dance in... Little old nightclubs. Where did you learn to dance in the first place? Well, I learned from my brother, my brother Fred, who now has a uh, string of dancing schools. He stayed in the business.
0: Does he have schools all over America?
1: No, but uh, maybe we will someday. We're talking about forming a chain of schools together. Fred is uh, is concentrated in New Jersey, right across the river from New York City.
0: When you learned dancing from Fred?
1: He, he taught me first. And then, oh, I went to dancing school when I was a very little boy, but... My older brother, myself, wouldn't stand for it because naturally the other boys thought it was sissy, and so we fought our way out of it, my mother let us quit.
0: How many in your family?
1: Five. Five Five boys? No, three boys and two girls. What a
0: great family. It's a marvelous family.
1: Now, we had a great childhood and a very happy family, and I I hesitate to say this over the air, but it's so unfashionable. We loved our father and mother. and uh, It's not unfashionable.
0: (laughs) No, that's a wonderful thing to say. A happy childhood uh, doesn't always take an unhappy childhood to become great in the entertainment profession, does it, Gene? No, indeed. The, uh, the amount of physical work that you put into your dancing and still make it graceful is different from the other dancers, and that, I think, is, is uh, something to talk about.
1: Well, I, I can talk about it very easily because I started dancing late. As I told you, I, I really got into it seriously, when I was about 17, 18 years old.
0: That's late?
1: Well, that's late to be a dancer, yes. Well, I I should say a ballet dancer. I I studied ballet then. I became a good classic ballet dancer, but I couldn't see myself doing Swan Lake every night when I was 40. Uh So I began to experiment with a modern dance. I I took uh, lessons with with, uh, great uh, modern teachers. And then I began to to evolve my own style, which was, uh, as you as you know it very well, is, is really based on athletic movements. And uh, I did that because uh, I was an athlete first and a dancer second.
0: It's a great way to start, if you ask me. Well, I I recommend it to a lot of young fellows. That, uh, can't do they do any listen harm. to you? A lot of them do, yes. It's so masculine, uh, as opposed to some of the other interpretive dancing and whatnot that we have that uh, that doesn't look as masculine I'll put it that way yes
1: well I uh, the unfortunately a lot a lot of dancing doesn't look masculine because uh, men have confused grace with uh, femininity and grace with softness and uh, my continued lecture to uh, student groups in high school and college is that when a man dances, if he if he looks feminine, then he's dancing wrongly. Just the same as if a man sings and it comes out soprano, or if a girl sings conversely and it comes out bass. And when a girl dances, she should look like a woman. When a man dances, he should look like a man. And this is the whole essence, the whole secret of dancing. We all know that dancing started out. Men did all the dancing in primitive times. Yes. And uh, women didn't take over and dance until. Uh, till civilization really came, and then they danced for the pleasure of men. It was exotic, it was sexual, it was sensual. And now in our Western civilization, outside of a few countries, the the man dancer, he's an anomaly, he's an exception.
0: I saw America, America, made by that wondrous man, Ilya Kazan, the other night. And the Greek men were dancing in all their glory in that picture, and my children had never seen men dance before. And they said, what is that? Why are all the men dancing? And I couldn't rightly answer them at the moment. I wish they had a chance to, um, to, to listen to you because I should have said, well, uh, me, all men should dance and, and dance for the sheer enjoyment of dancing, but also, which I think should appeal to the young uh, people of America, it is a wonderful way to keep up with the fitness program which I think oh, is, that's that's
1: that's good yes yeah, very so important
0: impor- I think it's great I think you should be graceful if you're going to be a p- parachute jumper
1: well most parachute jumpers and athletes are graceful yeah. I, I always say that a, a good double play combination around second base is a, is as pretty as Swan Lake any day
0: how did you make the transition mr. Kelly from uh, dancer choreographer to director producer and the um, great work that you are doing now. It
1: was a gradual one. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, as you recall, we both worked uh, for producer Arthur Freed and Barry. and after, after that uh, picture, I began to do little choreography jobs for the, the producers of the MGM lot, and then uh, they'd ask me to shoot the, the numbers, Finally, uh, when On the Town came, a picture that, uh, as you recall, I did with Frank Sinatra, I directed the whole picture. And uh, from then on, one year I'd direct, one year I'd act. I miss dancing, but uh, since I'm not going to do it constantly, as I say, I think I'll stick to directing now.
0: Jean, our time is up, will you believe it? Could you possibly come back tomorrow? I'd love to. Good, because I have a lot of things I want to ask you about our show business friends and about your life in general. I want to find out what makes you tick, sire.
1: That's a watch you here.
0: <laughs> okay, I've been talking to Mr. Gene Kelly. I'll see you again tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today my guest is Mr. Gene Kelly, who started out as a bricklayer, but has uh, progressed a bit, I would say, from um, dancer, choreographer, actor, director and now producer-director. What are you making uh, right now, Gene? And by the way, hello.
1: Hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
0: coming back today. Uh, it,
1: it, well, it what seems like I never left of? home. I'm, I'm preparing a picture called Bo Jest. This was last made in 1935 by Bill Wellman.
0: Yes, sir. If, Who's in
1: it? Well, I can't say now because uh, I'm uh, trying to get a couple of very, very important fellas, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm going to keep that a secret for another few weeks, uh-huh. but uh, you'll all hear about it. At any rate, it's a big picture, and it's a multi-million dollar picture. Where are you going to gonna make it? As a matter of fact, we may uh, do some locations in the Sahara Desert. Oh! And then uh, do the, the, uh, the small shots in Death Valley. <laughs> but it's a big picture. He needs huge, huge uh, miles and miles of sand and mountains and all kinds of and scenery. And stamina. Yes, and also we, we need location shots of African villages, which you can't build on a back lot, you know. you have, to, And you can't find them anywhere except Africa. I wish you luck. Yes, yes, I'll need a lot of luck because uh, it's... But it's exciting. I, I can't wait, really, to start... Uh, to get to the sand, I tell you. What's see he... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing in the world's biggest
0: sandbox <laughs> in the Sahara. You know? <laughs> no, that'll be fun. That'll Boy, be fun. I hope you're ready with your salt pills and everything. You're I have need them. them.
1: I have them all, but, but you know, I like the desert. <laughs> I, I like the heat. This part doesn't worry me. Also, I, I like this kind of a picture. You know, I, I I have done, people forget, I have done pictures, adventure stories and picaresque things like uh, Three Musketeers, but... No one remembers it. They, they remember American and Paris, you know, musicals. But uh, I, I love this kind of. It's like playing Cowboy and Indians again and, and uh, returning to your youth. It's, it's, they're fun pictures to make.
0: I would like to be directed by Eugene. I would be. Um, and by the way, that is your no. name, Eugene. Yes, yes, Eugene. That's right, <laughs> Eugene, yes. Eugene Kelly.
1: Yes, nobody called me Eugene except my mother, who when she was angry, she'd say, Eugene. Yes. You no, know, I, I was can... always
0: Jean, yes. <laughs> Did. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be directed by Eugene. Tomorrow. Okay.
1: We'll start tomorrow. No, I what? don't think I
0: fit into <laughs> Bo Jess. But what kind of a director are you, first of all? What comes to your mind?
1: I'm a director who likes to work with the actors. The, when I first started, uh, now, let's see, I directed my first picture on it. That was 1947, 48. When I first did that, I was in love with the camera. The, whole, the getting on the camera, the sense of power, of, of <laughs> shooting big scenes in New York and so forth. And now the camera doesn't excite me as much as, as an actor. I've gone full circle. It's as you if leave i were that to someone else. If, yes, as if i were back in, in New York again on the, on the stage doing, doing shows again. I'm more excited about getting a performance and helping an actor.
0: The um, people that you have worked with, Gene, uh, have been so, my goodness, you must know just about everyone in the business. But you mentioned Frank Sinatra yesterday. And uh, what was your impression of that wonderful guy?
1: Frank is a fellow, as we all know, who loves to do the things as spontaneously as he can and believes, and I think he's right that he gets the best results out of this. The, uh, uh, a lot of actors, this worries them because they, they need three or four rehearsals, five or six times. So when actors work with Frank, uh, the director has to be sure he tells him, look, be up the first time because we'll get the best scene out of it. This is, this is very true. There are a lot of actors who who feel that they get stale after the first take. They they keep going on I and do in comedy. I think that's generally true of comedy. But there are a lot of actors, conversely, who feel they're getting stronger and stronger as the take goes along. All the all the girls I worked with, uh, the which which are legion, as you know, the, the the leading ladies of Hollywood. I generally I felt that they have a tendency more to want to do it again than the men. Do you feel that? I I'm not sure, but yes. You know, and I, I think I've worked with about, about every leading lady in Yes, Hollywood. well,
0: they're concerned with their looks quite a bit. I don't mean uh, that they would go out and change their looks in any way, but the way they grimaced or the way they handled something mm-hmm. uh, with their hands or their gown, or uh, I think they're they're concerned with, with the look of with themselves with the, in the, the screen. Well, they the, should be. The way they, they be. did they're it, rather glad-
1: I, I remember... You know, working with, with what we used to call uh, 10 years ago the golden girls of that period, Lana Turner and Ava Gardner and, and uh, Rita Hayworth and on and on, uh, you know, the whole list. And I, I believe that they should have been concerned with their looks because the, the, just to go to go into a movie theater and see them uh, 20 times the normal size on the screen, and exhilaratingly beautiful, was uh, worth oftentimes much more than the particular plot.
0: Yes, it was... Uh, A man's the point of view, yeah. Of, well, it was the essence of, uh, of um, theater at the time, and I, and I wish there was more of it right now. For instance, I applaud Ross Hunter for bringing some beauty and some yes, fun. Yes, and indeed. some And uh, mm-hmm. something for the average, oh, we'll say homemaker... To go to the theater for to see something that is beautiful and beautifully done and beautifully executed, if it's clothes or the way the house is decorated. We've had so much realism, so much stark realism. Kitchen and,
1: sink, yeah. Yes, yeah. and the
0: poverty and the dying and the uh, screaming and yelling and fighting and all that stuff. People want to be entertained. We'll, we'll
1: never, we'll never lose glamour. The, the the minute we get two, three years of the kitchen sink pictures, the glamour will come back. It, it's, We've had uh, it.
0: Glamour is back, uh-huh. and then let's and of no, course. Adventure will always be here, yes. but to make uh, to give someone a pretty picture and something to to dream about and strive for instead of despair and, and hope. Oh, uh, yes, yes. yes. No, that's uh,
1: nice. It's got to nice. be.
0: It's got to be there forever. What haven't you done that you would like to do in, in your whole life, not just pertaining to pictures, Jean?
1: See, I, I don't know. I've ha- I've been so lucky. The thing is, I, I knowing that we're all spoiled out here. We're paid big salaries. And we're uh, independent as far as money goes. We we don't have any uh, financial worries, and uh, being able to travel, even if it's only to work, uh, in in distant lands, I think if if uh, I've often said, gee, if I had my life to live over again, what would I do? I certainly wouldn't be a businessman if I could be a dancer, or an actor, or a director. I think I love show business. For example, I'd I'd uh, I'd like to do. Something I can't think of a particular name like now, but a very serious drama. I've never I've never had a chance to direct one of those. I, I have played in a couple serious movies and certainly uh, a couple on the stage, but I've never had a chance to direct one. But everything I want to do still pertains to show But I love show business. I love We're it lucky. All.
0: We love our work. Oh, I love it. A lot it. of people have to go along year after year doing things they, they don't love. I love what we're doing right now, but our time is up again. Can you believe it?
1: No, I don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Will you be with me again tomorrow? I sure will. I can sure use you. I think my listeners are going to be very happy to hear that I have Mr. Gene Kelly again tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.